Welcome back to Moms in Baseball. This is Stephanie. And I'm Diana. The episode we're doing today is one that I've wanted to do for a while. I was actually brainstorming with my brother, talking about how I really wanted to interview somebody that had a good underdog story, basically somebody that's been cut from a team and then later turned out to be really successful. And I said, well, basically, I want to interview somebody just like Chad. And then I thought, duh, why don't I just ask Chad to see if he'd be willing to talk to us? So Chad is a longtime family friend. He played baseball with my brother. He played baseball with my husband, Trevor. And uh, Trevor is actually going to be joining us as well today since he lived through a lot of this story with Chad. Chad is a pretty quiet guy and doesn't talk a whole lot about himself. So we're very grateful that he is willing to chat with us today. I don't want to give away his whole story, but I believe that everyone should grab their young athlete to have them listen along to this episode. If your child has ever been cut from a team or simply faced adversity, Chad's story is perfect to showcase what can happen with hard work and dedication. Before we get started, I just wanted to mention that we are not exactly in an ideal recording environment today. Uh, We are jammed in a tiny space around a single microphone. So you are going to hear every movement that somebody makes. You're going to hear some fluctuations in volume. But my hope is that you find his story as interesting as we do and the sound environment doesn't distract too much from Chad's story. Thanks for coming, Chad. Thanks, Chad, for talking to us today. First, we just wanted to talk a little bit about your childhood baseball experience and what that was like. You know, playing since I was, you know, five, six, you know, obviously I was on your brother's teams for, for many of those years. That's how I, I met him and, and all of you guys. The biggest thing we would do is we would travel to the, you know, the towns t- 10 miles away and, and play their teams once we got to, say, middle school or, you know, something like that. Were you involved at all with the all-star teams for Little League? Well, if you got selected, you know, that was, the coaches would select you. So, I mean, I, I didn't make every one of them. I made a couple of them. Okay. Probably like maybe three. I think what's important to know, so Chad, Chad and I are in the same grade, but due to age things, my birth, uh, I'm almost a year older than Chad is. So Chad always played down with your brother, who was a grade lower. We only overlapped by like a year in the little leagues because he was, if I was 12, he was technically 11 because right. of his August birthday. So like every other year type yeah. of thing. Yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. technically I was, should have been like in your brother's grade, but I was. Child we prodigy. Were, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But then, you know, like your brother got moved up every once in a while. Like your brother would get moved up to the next level and, you know, things like that. Um, so we're just going to fast forward to your freshman year of high school. <laughs> if you could just talk a little bit about what that was like. Well, I, I mean, I, you know, I like sports and so I tried uh-huh. out for things. You know, I got, I got cut from basketball, um, which obviously wasn't a surprise. Um, short stock, you know, I was... Probably five, six, five, seven, you know, my freshman year, you know, not exactly a peak of my athleticism by any means. Um, you know, so I got cut my freshman year from basketball, which, you know, shoot, we had, God, we had so many kids in our grade that tried out. I mean, that was obviously not a surprise at all. Then baseball, though, baseball was, you know, I did get cut. Um, you know, we only had a JV team, so it's not like we had a freshman team and a, a JV team. It was just freshmen and sophomores were trying out for JV. Right. You know, um, you know, I think the, frustrating part about that was, you know, as you get into high school, things get a little bit more political and <laughs> more about your name and, and things like that. And, you know, I just remember when I got cut, you know, the coach said, you know, we, we don't really need another second baseman. Like, well, that's great because I'm not trying out for second base. You know, I mean, so the coach didn't even know what position I was trying out for. Oh, wow. Know? So getting cut then, you know, it was, I mean, that 
I mean, I was surprised and obviously I was upset because I thought I should have made it over some of the people that did. Um, but, you know, in retrospect, all of that happening is the reason I was able to get to where I got to, you know, you know, cause once I got cut, you know, I, I basically, you know, we had our, the local health club was a couple miles from my house. So I would ride my bike there. And so I just was, uh, I would be there all the time working out and what did you do like for your workouts? This is when you're a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. You rode your bike there, and yeah. like, what types of things did you? Are you lifting weights? Are you yeah. playing racquetball? Everything. Like, what are you doing? Everything. I mean, I, you know, lifted weights, and you know, I truly didn't know what I was doing so much at the time. But you know, there were some local guys there that were older that would, you know, take kind of take you under their wing and show you some things. So I worked out with the you know older guys, you know, like, you know, whatever they're in the twenties or whatever, just working out. Like they show you some lifts and you do some stuff and. I would obviously, you know, play lots of racquetball or basketball. They had a little, you know, half court there. So, um, you know, some other kids would, um, especially my freshman, sophomore year, they get some other guys that would come out and we would, you know, have a lot of pickup basketball games. And, but the biggest thing was I just started really working out more and paying attention to even like my diet. I mean, it sounds kind of silly as a freshman, but you know, I was a little chubby, you know, I, you know, so I started watching what I ate more to like eating better, things like that, just to get in better shape and. Right. And obviously our listeners can't see this, but as long as I've known Chad, I've never known, he described him as a freshman as like short and stocky. And that's completely the opposite of how you could describe Chad since, I don't know, maybe a year or two later for, from then on, he's not short or stocky. Um, Because I mean, that's obviously not you now. (laughs) So, I mean, you're six, two, six, two. So when did you grow uh, really my junior year, um, just before my junior year is when I had my primary growth spurt and, you know, I got to be about six foot and then I was six, six, one, my senior year, you know, I even grew a little bit after, um, you know, I got to grew another inch or inch and a half after, um, and then put on more weight, you know, I was, I was like 160 when I, six, one, 160 when I graduated high school. And then, you know, I was, you know, six, two, six, two and a half, 180, 185, um, once I got into you know, kind of my peak college years. So as a freshman, you mentioned that you were still getting some basketball in because you were going to the local health club and you were working out and obviously you were lifting weights and stuff. Were you getting any baseball reps in that year? Yeah. So we still had, you know, um, I was still young enough so we, I could still do our rec ball. And also our, our coach, our high school coach, well, he actually was the JV coach that cut me. Then he would become a varsity coach, uh, I believe, the next year. And he had his own field. And so he had his own league and everything. And I showed up, you know, showed up. And, you know, he had anybody got a uniform. But there was lots of kids. Like, God, we had, there were probably 20 guys there. You know, like, you know, a lot of kids just sitting there. And so a lot of people eventually, you know, two, three weeks later, you know, they weren't playing. So they'd leave. And, you know, I just stuck around and kept showing up to the games. And every once in a while, I'd get some reps there. And, I think that's a whole episode, like that league. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in terms of like what it actually meant for our area um, to have that story. That because you know the thing that you're not saying is is that you went out and played against men. Yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't yeah. a youth league; it was a men's league, and they would put some of our younger kids. There was a oftentimes a JV team. There was kind of like a varsity team or the right. team that you got asked to be on. They were kind of the two from that area, and then we played local towns, but. Yeah, that's a whole episode in itself that week, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, the history of that. But. Right, yeah, so they, were, so they had, like, kind of the younger JV league, and that's where I said we had, yeah, there'd be so many kids showing up, and, you know, it was, honestly, I remember that was, I was very, 
I mean, that was new, right? So anything, something's new, you're kind of hesitant. Like I almost didn't show up, you know, just because it's intimidating, you know, showing up and just, (laughs) you know, so, but eventually got myself uh, the courage to get out there. And so I got some reps that way too. Right. Okay. So this, I'm going to stop there just for a second. And obviously this is about Chad, not Trevor, but it kind of adds an interesting twist to the story. Chad talked about his freshman year. He didn't make the baseball team. He didn't make the basketball team. Trevor, how did how was your freshman year for baseball and basketball? Yeah, so I have a different story. Um, so um, I was uh, as a freshman, uh, six foot six one, you know, one hundred and eighty pounds. Um, and uh, for the listeners who can't see me, I am. More, I weigh more than that now. Yes, that's for sure. But I'm still six one. <laughs> Stephanie's <laughs> laughing. <laughs> and uh, yes, Stephanie. Yes. <laughs> so um, my experience was, um, you know, my experience was in basketball. Uh, I, you know, made the team. I uh, in freshman, I started every game that year. Uh, now that had a little bit to do with a couple of our better. Uh, players were moved up to JV, so there was opportunity there. But our freshman year, I started every game that year, and then in baseball, I made the team. I made the JV team, and actually got called up to varsity for tournaments, uh, end of the year tournament, and actually played due to due to an injury. So I actually played in the district tournament, which I remember being scared to death about. Uh, batted last, and um, as far as I recall, didn't uh, I didn't get a hit, but. It was enough to give me a varsity letter in my freshman year. Okay. So that's just important to note because things are going to change later that basically <laughs> Chad didn't make the team his freshman year for baseball or basketball. Trevor made the basketball team and was a starter and made at sometimes even got to play on the varsity team as a freshman for baseball. For so baseball, not for basketball. <laughs> for, yes, for baseball, that's important. So things okay. change quickly. In okay, <laughs> so freshman year's over. Um, the following year, after you did your, you you worked out at the club. You played rec baseball. How did your sophomore year go? Jim. Well, <laughs> then, well, so we're, we're talking both sports. You know, basketball. Right. I I did. You know, I made the team, which was you know a big deal for me. I mean, to me. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. still by no means was I. Was that a shoe in, you know, so I was fortunate to, you know, I was still one of the worst players or, you know, I, I hardly ever played my day of the year, um, you know, just garbage time, things like that. But, you know, I made the team, so that was nice. Um, right. And then baseball, same, you know, I, I made the baseball team. Uh, you know, it was a different coach. And like I said, the JV coach became the varsity coach, you know, the guy that cut me the previous year. And I mean, I played, you know, I played some. I wasn't by any means a a star or anything, but I made the team and I, you know, I played some as catcher. Uh, I wasn't the starting catcher regularly though. And I don't even remember if I played, I probably played a few other positions at times, but not frequently or anything. Okay. And I, I think I remember this correctly, but you mentioned for baseball, obviously in our town, we didn't have a freshman baseball team. It was just right. a JV baseball team. But for basketball, there is a yeah. there is a freshman basketball team, or at least there right. was at that time, yeah. right? So it is a especially for that. It's a big deal that you didn't make it with that group of kids, right. the freshman team, but then you did make the JV team, which right. in theory could be more competitive because now you're looking at at least two different age groups that could potentially make that team, right? I mean, because okay. you're going to have right. some freshmen like on that brother. team, right? In yeah. theory, okay. Yeah. 
Oh, now we're going to bring him up. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep him out of it. <laughs> well, you know, like, you know, the thing you think about that, too, with that, like, and this happens, and I saw this when I was, you know, coaching myself later, but as a freshman on that freshman team, like, there were so many, like, like feels felt like half our class tried out for the freshman basketball team. You know, like 50 kids are there at tryouts, and it's like only, obviously, you know, 12 make it or whatever. You know, the next year, there's probably, say, 20 kids that try out. You know, and this is very common. You, you know, right? You get cut, and people just quit, and they just stop, and they... And that's very common. As you keep going year after year, it's just less and less people. Okay, so Trevor, what was um, what was basketball like for you on the same JV team? You were on the same JV team that Chad just made. Yeah, so now Chad and I are on the same team. <clears throat> I still know of Chad, obviously. Um, well, we're in the same class. But I'm talking about like we, we weren't friends. We weren't, we weren't right, friends. Right. We it weren't just friends. means we weren't. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So, like, I'm like, wow, you knew of him. We're from a tiny town. You were friends. Like, yeah. <laughs> No, I, no, we weren't friends. Okay, we, okay. Weren't, we weren't friends, and so... Trevor probably wasn't nice to you. No, it's just we weren't. We didn't have the same classes, you know, we weren't... Yeah, know, okay. We, we weren't on the teams in the freshman year, we weren't on the team. Like, even in eighth grade, he was on the A team, I was on the B team. Oh, that's you know, important like to that. note, because that's yeah, going to come so. up, too. Yeah. There's an actually... I'm going to back up before we go to 10th grade. So, in 8th grade, this is really important to remember, too, because the whole theme of this is basically... The kids that are good at 12, 13, 14 may not be the same kids that are going to be good as a varsity in high school. So if we go back to Trevor at eighth grade, Chad said he was on the B team. Trevor was on the A team. Trevor, at some points in time, correct me if I'm wrong, actually started maybe equal to or often over another kid who ended up being pretty decent at basketball from our town. Is that true? Yeah, I played four years at a Big Ten school for basketball, and um, then later played professionally. Professionally in Europe, yeah, um, and was six eleven. Um, but it just so happened that in eighth grade, that um, definitely in seventh grade, we were the same height. Uh, probably not as much in eighth grade, but um, it, he hadn't grown, and I had. You know, yeah, I Trevor was, was probably one of those kids that was like shaving in sixth grade and had <laughs> had his growth spurt and stuff. So that doesn't always happen. Oh, Trevor was just intimidating too. In Little League, like, you know, Trevor's a kid, he had four home runs in one game. Like, he was, like, like the miss of Trevor, like, in Little League. Like, oh, you know, God. People were, Don't no. play into that, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> you just, like, no, totally I, made his week. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, for real, I mean, Trevor was, like, at that age, you know, like, everybody, like, he was, like, the... the but he was, like, guy. a man, Oh, he right? was. He was huge. Like, he was ridiculous. Like, and, then, you know, and I think that's what's super important here, right, is that people realize that what Chad is saying has everything to do with the fact that I was 5'10", 5'11". Yeah, he dwarfed it. I mean, he was. He was He was just big. I mean, and he... Right. You know. But, okay. But, but to go back to basketball, so... So, so G- eighth grade, you were you were playing all the time. Ninth grade, you were playing all the time. But some of the be- better kids had moved up. Yeah. Keep in mind, like, for people that are listening, I have never been good at basketball, right? I played because I was big. This was never a surprise that things would happen. So in JV, what ends up happening is I'm starting off starting because I always have, and, you know, coaches do what happens there. But then some young up-and-coming snot-nosed kid down in freshman scoring 40-some points a game, and they bring him up halfway through. Now, at that time... This is my brother, by the way. Yeah, this is, this is Brian. <laughs> um, at that point, it started to really change because everybody else was growing, and now I wasn't so big compared to everybody else in basketball. Right. Um, Baseball-wise, I made varsity and um, ended up being a starter over a kid who... Uh, was a senior, but had a sore arm and was complaining about a sore arm in early practices. And my arm was sore as well. But I remember thinking, opportunity, 
because I was a first baseman, he was a first baseman, and I never said a word, and that kid DH'd all year because he was yeah. a good hitter, and I earned, I think I started all but one or two games. Okay. I'd have to go back, but that was my sophomore year there. Okay. So now I'd like to tar- talk about varsity. We'll start with basketball, varsity basketball for both of you. So we'll fast forward to chat. So the previous year he'd made the team, didn't play a whole lot. What was your junior and senior year like for basketball? All right. So, so junior year, uh, again, I, I made the team, still didn't play ever, you know, just uh, garbage time. And, and again, totally not a you know, I was just happy to be on the team. You know, I mean, I thought it was accomplished was just to make the team because obviously you're young juniors and seniors at that point, right? Um, right. And so there was, you know, seniors that were, and we had a couple pretty, I mean, we had a solid class ourselves. So I made the team, you know, um, you know, basically would have been the last person off the bench pretty much. And so that was fine. I was usually unhappy there. And then senior year, we actually got a new coach from totally out of the area. Um, you know, not, part of the school district, not you know, a teacher. That's we've always been coached by basically teachers and people who like, you know, kind of knew, knew the, you know, this everything. is interesting. Cause it's kind of, he does, Chad doesn't know this, but this is going to kind of tie into our previous episode that just came out before this, which is about local town politics and sports. Right. But anyway, yeah, so, <laughs> so they, go ahead. So they brought him in. There's a little more here than I ever really knew. Yeah. This, this, is good. this is good stuff. So they brought him in. Yeah. So they brought in this totally unknown guy. Um, and we had our summer camp, um, you know, you know, you have your summer stuff. And one, one day before one of our practices, it, the coach asked me, he said, so how much, how much did you start last year? How much did you play? And I thought he was talking about baseball or something because it's like, obviously I didn't play basketball. Right. Like I thought, you know, so I thought we were talking about something else and I was saying, no, he's like, no, I'm talking about basketball. I'm like, kind of looked at him like, like, I didn't play. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And so, because I was very good defensively. Um, and I anticipated very well. And so he saw that in those practices where I would be in the right position. I would, you know, and, and he valued that more than almost anything. That was like one of his big things is he said, you know, if the best defensive player will always play on my team, oh. like he was like, I don't care what you can do offensively. And, and so basically that's what he saw in me. And so my senior year, I, I was a six man basically to start the year and the first person off the bench. Um, and then after about seven games, he, put me in the starting lineup, you know, so then from that on, so in the seventh game on, I was in, uh, I started and then I pretty much, honestly, very rarely came off the court. Um, I remember our, um, our district final game. So my goal or my job was essentially to guard the other team's best player. Right. Like he could care less if I ever shot the ball or ever yeah. scored or did anything. He just wanted me to play defense. And so oftentimes we would play like a, a box and one or, or something of that nature. He always had me being wherever the, the, the best offensive player was. Um, and I was just supposed to chase them and, you know, try to prevent them. So our district final, I remember I guarded the, you know, their team's best player and totally shut them down. Um, uh, and then in the, in our regional games, I remember the regional final, we went double overtime. I played every second, you know, so I, I didn't come off the floor pretty much, um, my senior year once I, I became a starter, which would have never been anybody's expectation. Uh, right. Even going into the year. Right. So, and this is coming from me, someone who doesn't know a whole heck of a lot about basketball and how much was I paying attention as I would have been a freshman in high school at the time that this was happening. But I can tell you when Chad said he was focused on defense, like it was like a verb to say, like, they, they, they chatted the guy, like, <laughs> like I've never seen anyone play defense the way that they had him play defense on somebody. Like he, 
it wasn't like a traditional man on man type thing. He was like all over him. That person couldn't do a single thing. Like Chad was all over that person and that's what he was out there for. It was it was something pretty interesting to watch actually. Uh so Chad went from again not making this freshman team to playing a little bit more, a little bit more, and by a senior ended up, you know, a core person, a starter on that team. Trevor went from playing over top of a future Big Ten then professional basketball player to playing a lot his freshman year. And what was varsity basketball like for you, Trevor? I feel so mean, <laughs> no, but fine. I love it kind of too. <laughs> this is like, this is like, Chad and I were just talking before. It's like, if Josh is listening, we can't, we cannot say that I was better than Josh. We cannot say that. It was, if he was six, one in eighth grade, he was six, seven in ninth grade. Like he was, he was yeah. there, you know? So, no, yeah, no. and I'm, trust me, I am not saying you were better than no. him. I never saw this, <laughs> but I'm just going to say that you played a lot. Yeah. My junior year, I was lucky to make the team, and... And did you play that year? No, no. I made the team as a, uh, um, no, that was my senior year. I made the team as a 13th guy, because we had 13 that year, right? So they almost like made a spot to let you stay on the team is kind of oh, what it were, sounds like. No. <laughs> that's how, you know, if you're kind of, you know, basketball 12 to 14, you know, I mean, if, yeah. you know, that's, well, except that I was told, <laughs> okay, I was told that I made a team because they were unsure that one of our players was going to be eligible academically. Oh, okay. So I was, I was a backup 12th. That was our senior year though. I did end up, I think, doing enough once I found out because that, uh, that fall was the year we started our training program, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I didn't miss a single day right. because of that. Um, so it was Chad and myself and a couple other people because we weren't in a fall sport. We three times a week, yeah, at least, yeah. I think three times a week, we, we did our own workouts, ran, we did our own workouts and stuff. And so I, I made sure I went to every single one so that somebody could report that back to the coach because it was <laughs> important that I, I didn't, I didn't know what I had missed. I missed these camps at SVSU. Um, so anyway, I did not play, I played a little bit more than I did my senior year, but I didn't play much. But yeah, anyway, short story there is that Trevor did make the team his senior year, but there were games where you didn't play at all. And if you did play ever, it was like within the last two minutes, they'd let you go in for a few minutes, like. Chad's stories from earlier on, those are mine of senior year. Yeah, and I can just say, I remember, I think you guys practiced at some point in time, you had early practices or workouts or something for varsity basketball after freshman volleyball practices, because I remember seeing the beginning of your guys' practices, and it was before practice, and everyone's just being ridiculous, and I remember you guys would, like, get in a line and run and jump up, and, like, everyone would touch the rim, and, like, every single kid would jump up and touch the rim, and Trevor would d- jump up and, like, barely get the bottom of the backboard, <laughs> and we'd be like, good job, Trevor. Chad could attest to this. We had 13 kids in our team, and everyone could touch the rim except for me. Yeah. And yeah, I was yeah. the third, fourth tallest on the team, yeah, yeah, I mean, at yeah, that point, because yeah. I'm still taller than you at that yeah, point. Now you're taller than me, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, not born to jump this time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just had to put that in there because I still remember that. All right, so that pretty much wraps up what I wanted to talk about with basketball, but just there was that kind of interesting little switch that happened with the two of you, and that's why we have Trevor here today to just kind of show you how it can happen on both ends of the spectrum. 
Um, but now baseball. So now, Chad, as a junior, you're trying out for a varsity team. And this is, is he now the coach? The yeah. JV, the no. person that was the JV coach that, that cu- cut you that first year yeah. is varsity coach now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, how does that work? I mean, I'm guessing you make the team. Yeah. And- yeah. I mean, shoot, honestly, I don't even think at that time, I don't even think he remembered cutting me. Um, at that point, like, I, was, I didn't know that he's the one that cut you. Yeah, I didn't know oh, that. Yeah, no, that became like, you know, I actually was, we were, actually, we have a very great relationship. And, you know, again, I was just played a little bit. You know, we still had another guy that was ahead of me on, on, you know, as a catcher. Um, he was a much better hitter than me. His arm was getting, my arm was much better than his at this point. Um, but he still, you know, just more experience and better hitter. And so he was still playing ahead of me for the most part. So yeah, you played a decent amount. And yeah. from, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but like from what I remember about you playing in high school is that, or at least basically what, from what my brother would say, like he always thought you were a really good catcher. He liked having you as his catcher. Um, but maybe the hitting wasn't immediately oh, yeah. as well, no, amazing for you as oh, yeah. it well, maybe yeah, well, became later or whatever. Well, in my senior year, you know, I actually played, caught most of the games, but I was almost always a DH for, you know, you know, you don't have the DH for the pitcher, obviously, in, in high school. So I was a DH for almost exclusively, you know, but I was a catcher, you know, I was, so my senior year, I was basically the starting catcher. So at this point, um, I'm not starting over the other guy because my arm has, you know, that was probably my biggest strength was my receiving ability. And I had, a, I had a pretty good arm, you know, and my arm gotten considerably better from, you know, sophomore year to senior year, um, had a, a pretty, pretty good arm. And so anyway, so I was a starting catcher, but I almost never got to hit. So I got a story for that too, that, and it's very important we tell it because it sets up for later. Okay. So the one practice. Oh, yeah, we don't have to bring that up. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> I just remember one particular practice. We had a clamshell, which are, you put over top of home plate so that the, you kind of keep the balls corralled. And, um, we were pitching and you'd go take a bucket Basically, you take a bucket. In this one particular practice, you got a bucket and a half and never hit one out of the clamshell. Well, I never. I, I missed like everything. Like the coach was like giving me his glasses because like I like I literally <laughs> could. Yeah. I literally just could. I go and hit the ball. I it was just a one day thing. I mean, he wasn't really that bad, but it was just in some ways like that was not your strong suit, and we all knew that. But yeah, that that particular practice, I think that it was unfortunately yeah, it was embarrassing for for kids that are out there. We've asked that maybe your parents listen to this, like. You know, this particular situation, like he literally didn't hit one forward. Right. He hit some up and he followed some back, but he never hit one forward out of a bucket and a half. And, you know, after a half a bucket, like if I was a coach, I would have just said, why don't you just, right. we'll swing back, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Go, go shag some and then we'll come back, right? Rather than just keep force feeding a bu- another bucket toward them where it just re- recapitulated all the same thing. Like, like as a coach now, I think, like from a learning lesson, like, yeah. oh man, but that shouldn't have gone on like that. Right. That was, Right. Embarrassing, you know. Um, and Trevor, we don't need to talk a whole lot about you as a varsity player. You were on the team as a sophomore, so obviously you're on the team as a junior and senior. You're a starter. You're playing first base. You hit well in high school, right? I mean. Why don't you comment since you're shaking your head? Well, I'm just saying, I mean, he, I mean, he yeah. was an all-state player. I mean, he yeah. was all-state. It's not like he regressed in baseball. I mean, he hit, I think he hit nine home runs one of his years, I believe. I think that's right. Uh, Ten with the one that this Ten, Okay, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's coming. Uh, right? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, so obviously he was our, you know, main power threat and our main primary hitter um, on those teams. And, and he was an excellent defensive first baseman. So, uh, we brought that up because I was curious about that. So, like, what kind of honors did you get in baseball? You were... So, I, 
I was a honorable mention all conference as a sophomore. Um, and then this is where it gets a little bit weird. And Chad might have, might I remember, remember this I one, remembers. but my junior year, I missed a number of league games with a dislocated elbow. Our third baseman mm-hmm. threw the ball up the line. Yeah. And the runner ran into it. And so I ended up missing, I think, six league games. And so I got honorable mention league again. Or was it honorable mention? I think you so got, I, I thought it was team. second team all conference. And then. Yeah. And then I got honorable mention all state. Yeah. Um, that year. Which is kind of unusual to get second team in your conference, but still. It is, but the conference looked at only conference record. And I had not played four to six games. But then my overall stats were good enough to be considered for some All-State mentions. Uh, senior year, I ended up first-team All-State, first-team All-Conference. And Chad, did you get any, I don't know what you call that, conference honors or whatever, things like that? No, actually, my in basketball, my senior year, is honorable mention All-Conference, and then don't think I was for baseball. No, I don't believe so. They almost didn't care about it. The way, because I went to one of those meetings once. I don't care about defensive stuff too much unless you really. Oh yeah, because you didn't hit much. You didn't, oh, I didn't, you hit, didn't yeah. bat, or right, not? Yeah. You didn't hit much. You yeah. didn't bat much. Yeah, no, I didn't. Right. I so, right. Yeah. Much. So that would have been a really hard. Almost, that would have been a hard sell. A lot of those are so offensively. Right. Worse. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Okay, so basically we've set that up. Trevor's first team all state. Chad wasn't, but played a lot his senior year. Um. And Chad and Trevor end up going to the same college. Mm-hmm. I guess I should ask this. Were any coaches or scouts or as far as you guys know, recruiters, was anyone talking to you or looking at either of you guys for, for baseball? 100% no for me. 100% no for Chad. <laughs> um, so I had, a, I had a visit in Wisconsin uh, at a private college that I went to, like we, I remember my brother and my dad and I went, um, and I remember going, I remember sitting in classes, but that was about it. I mean, nobody locally that right. I knew, you know, it was just, uh, fundamentally I was very flawed as a hitter and, and probably had no range as a, you know, I, like I wasn't somebody you'd be looking for other than to fill a gap. Okay. So when you guys go to college, neither of you are obviously have been recruited to go play baseball there or anything like that. This is just where you're going to school to continue your education. Um, but you both decide to try out for the baseball team, right? Or go talk to the coach, I guess. Why don't I'd like to hear a little bit about that story. Well, so at the first week of the semester, there's um, a meeting for for everybody, essentially, even though it's guys that are returning, but it's also for a walk on. Okay, I'm just going to interrupt us there uh, for a few seconds. I'm going to talk about our favorite waterproof hooded blanket for outside sports. Everybody needs to get one. It is the Mombi. I take it with me everywhere I go if I'm going to be sitting outside. The Mombi hooded blanket is 100% waterproof, so it's perfect for keeping you dry, especially if you don't have an umbrella or anything handy. You just shake the water off before you put it back in your vehicle. It's going to keep you warm and comfortable. It snaps up and you can wear it around you like a poncho. And the company is based in the United States. We're excited to offer our listeners a 10% off discount code. Just use Moms and Baseball at the checkout on their website, which is mombyblankets.com. That's M-A-M-B-E blankets.com. Now back to the episode. Well, I actually wasn't able to go to that meeting because I was working. I had, you know, 
student aide or whatever for work. So I had my job at that time. And so I remember coming back and being like, Oh, you know, well, like I miss a meeting, whatever. Like, like I'm not going to bother going or doing anything. And actually Trevor's the one that was like, Hey, let's go talk to the, let's go to his office and talk to him. Um, so Trevor actually is the one that Oh, good really job, Trevor. <laughs> he wanted the moral support. He's making it sound like he was looking out for you, but um, he was like, why don't you come with me? <laughs> well, no, well, so, okay. So we both show up to his office. Our coach was, let's just say he was, uh, not the most friendly. I don't know. He's a, he was a little, he, he can make things awkward, um, <laughs> to put it nicely, I guess. Um, <laughs> but so we both go in there and, you know, introduce ourselves and Trevor, you know, you know, tell about him and then get to me. And I say that I'm, I'm a catcher. And so then of course coach then makes things very awkward. And he's like, well, let me see your stance. Like, what? So I'm in jeans and a polo and he wants me. So I get in my catcher's crouch. He's like, let me see how you throw. So I'm like, I'm like pantomiming all these things in this little office, you know, in my jeans and my polo. And you're like, how do you hit? So I got to show him like my, my stance for hitting. Wait one second. So we said, let me see how you throw. So w- what are you doing? Like, just like pretend yes. throwing a ball. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm doing. Okay. I'm pantomiming. I'm yeah. It just, that's a big word chat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just humoring him at this, you know, you know, but you know, you're also, obviously you're intimidated and you're like, you know, you're talking to the, this, you know, the college coach. And so you're just trying to make a good first impression or just doing that. Like, but it's weird. Right. Like, but you know, so you're just going through these things. You're like, all right, well, if your name's on the list, I'll see you tomorrow. Otherwise, you know, the meetings and, you know, the walk on trials are like two weeks away. So obviously our names are on the list. And so we go back to our dorm. And I very much remember the, him having him get down in a crouch because we've talked about this for years yeah. about that. Um, and <laughs> were you like giggling? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I will tell you, I will tell you exactly because I, I very much, I was very intrigued by that. I was very intrigued that that was happening. And I remember thinking at that point, he's a catcher. They will always give catchers more looks. And I, we, I've known that since I was 16 and 15. Little do I know now, I was like, him being fundamentally sound was very key for that, probably in that office. It was then that weekend, like, I don't know the days between, it was only probably one or two days. I can't remember the exact day of that meeting versus the weekend, but Trevor had gone home for the weekend. You know, I'd actually had debated going home, but I was like, no, I'll stay. And so it was Friday. I had gone out. I get back at like 2 a.m. and um, there was a voicemail, you know, old school. You know, we didn't have cell phones back then. Um, so I don't, you know, if you, old, if you did, they had 30 minutes on it. You <laughs> saved it for emergencies. <laughs> yeah. So I had, a, you know, the old, old school voicemail machine and had a message. And so click on it. It was our assistant coach. And he said, I want, we want you to come out to practice tomorrow. He goes, but you're going to need a physical, um, need you out of the field by, I don't know, 10 a.m. Oh. Whatever it was. Um, he like, give me a call as soon as you can. Well, so it's 2 a.m. Practices the next morning. And you have to get a physical between well, now and then. And I have to get a physical. And he said, call me as soon as possible. I'm like, well, well, so I called him at 2 a.m. Oh, no. My assistant coach's wife answers the phone. <laughs> I can totally see going through that struggle in my mind. Like, well, he said, call him as soon as he... <laughs> well, it was more so because the practice was, was like, I didn't want to miss my opportunity. Like, I was like, well, I wait. So anyway, so he, so he's sleeping. He answers the phone and he... He tell and and our assistant coach is like totally different from our head coach. Fortunately, um, that would have been very different. Probably if I called my head coach, at, you know. But so he was a really cool guy. Um, anyway, so he tells me what I need to do. So yeah. So anyway, I have to, and I don't have a car up there at this point, right? So I have to 
call people that, you know, I've only been a member of women's school for a week. So it's not like I know right. like a ton of people. Fortunately, we had one other girl in our class I was friends with. And so I called her and like, Hey, can you give me a ride to the hospital? So first I have to go to the hospital, get right. a physical, go to the practice field. So they needed me because one of their catchers had a shoulder injury, didn't know when he'd be ready. And so basically they needed, you know, they wanted another catcher for, um, bullpen themselves. So this was before they even did the walk-on yeah, trial. Yeah, so this was literally like two days after our first And meeting. this was just based on you talking to the coach yeah. and him seeing yeah. what you did in his office. Yeah, based upon us going to that, that yeah, meeting. That's yeah, that's it. That's, that's yeah. just so crazy to me. Yeah, if I hadn't gone to that meeting and I had never done anything, or even if I had just gone to that walk-on trip. Like, and you almost go. didn't go. Oh, no, you I almost were like... I wasn't going to go. The only reason I went is because Trevor. Let's just like one of those, you never know what's going to happen if you don't ask or like, if you don't, you know, what are we missing out on? Well, why don't we just fast forward and finish up Trevor's end of the story here? Cause that ends real quick. Like, did you, you went to the walk-on tryouts? Yeah, I went to the walk-on tryouts. Um, you know, I mean, knowing what I know now, it's more pomp and circumstance. You know, they, it's, it's kind of a, a, a T they got across and an I, they got a dot for the most part. I mean, there were a couple kids that came out of that tryout, but based upon what Chad was talking about, that meeting that was before, those were kids that weren't on their original list, and they have to go through that process, and then they make them walk on. The preferred walk on. Preferred walk on. So, yeah, so there was a couple kids that were there that ended up doing that. I it was not me. Um, you know, all in, did I give my best effort? Did I have a good tryout? Yes, I, I was trying out at third base, which um, I knew I needed to do to be considered. And you know, knowing what I know now, like. You know, was my glove that good? Was my arm that strong? No, I mean, I mean, right. it was, I mean, I would tell my 18 year old self, like, dude, you have no chance. Right. And I don't think we mentioned this in case we didn't. This is a, this wasn't like a little college. This, this is, is a, a division one school. This is, this is a big deal. Yeah. So. Yeah. That, that's a very, that, I think that is, that is key. Like that was not, um, knowing what I know now, this was not the direction that Trevor should have gone to play college baseball. Right. I mean, right. There, need, there was far other opportunities and then who knows what would have happened then, but this was not the, and I think it's, why did Trevor go here? Um, and why did Chad go to the school? It was academic money. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, I was just going to say that in all fairness, you didn't go here thinking this was what you should do to further your baseball career. You just, this was the college you went to and Hey, if I made the baseball team, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. So I think it's a good, a good time to say we're both valedictorians, yeah. right? So there were choices and he chose. And I, I said, well, I got roughly the same amount of money to go to and, so I, w- I went to that college because of Chad. Right. And I went because of education. Like, you know, it's a good education school. I was going to be a teacher. That was my initial plan, you know. So that plus the money I was getting, it was just okay. Right. So you end up making the team, obviously. Like, it's not like, hey, you're on a team. It's like, hey, we need a catcher. We need a bullpen catcher. So I literally, four hours, I would catch bullpens. Like, that's what I would do. They you literally, the pitchers would be lined up waiting to throw to me. So did you take batting practice or anything like that? <clears throat> so, so the first fall, every day I would try and every day he would shoo me away. <laughs> um, and it almost became a running joke. Like well, a couple of the seniors that like told me, like, he was like, I don't want you to bet that he tries to hit today. And, and it was almost like a joke with him, you know? So not every day was straight bullpens or be like position work and things like that, but there would always be like a, a hitting session and, and then there, there was a few, there was a handful of times where he would let me hit, like, like, just like throw me a bone, you know, right. being nice. Right. But when he did, he would, he would tell everybody to move in. He would have everybody, <laughs> like everybody come in. He like, wouldn't like let everybody go past like the infield dirt. Like he would like move everybody in. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, 
even like to that walk on, like that was a, that was like two weeks in, you know, I've been practicing with the team every day, but that day of walk on tryouts, coach said, I want you to stay after and, and be at the tryout, the walk on tryout. Mm-hmm. Again, he was testing me. Like I, my coach, he, he had a psychology major and he, he uh-huh. liked to play. He liked to play. Yeah, I, know know, I know what those types are like. I know what those types are like. He was on a more extreme end. But it came, but I mean, I learned something and you're going to get to this. I learned something yesterday where that, was a big deal actually. Yeah. The psychology up, major, you mean? Well, in Just terms of testing, in terms yeah. of the testing thing. But go oh, on. okay. So anyway, so I go to that. I was at that walk and tryout with Trevor, and again, he was testing me, and, and again, I wasn't hitting. I was just catching and catching the pictures, and but there was, I don't know if Trevor remembers this, but you know, several of the guys, you know, you know, you have a lot of high school heroes there, right? A lot of guys who think they're you know, trying to impress and do things, but. They were, you know, trying to steal, you know, trying to make it. They didn't have a chance. Like, like I, you were just by, throwing kids oh, out. They were out by like, they were all like 10, 15 feet. And some of the kids were like, if this is what college is like, like, you know, cause I had a, I just had a very good, uh, performance, you know, that day. And that I think helped in my coach's mind, like say, okay, I think you're worth at least keeping around for another couple of weeks. So this is 25 years ago. And if you would have asked me that Chad was at that walk on trot, I would have told you no. Until then, I do remember that. I remember him throwing everybody out and being proud. (laughs) Dude's on fire today, you know, and, you know, because... And how nice that you'd practiced with the team the last couple of weeks. I mean, that had to have helped to keep you sharp, right? Oh, 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 of course. And, you know. But we had both, I mean, we're rooming together, right? So I knew that he was there, but I also knew that it was more kind of you were still going to show up the next day and be at their practices, right. right? It was more of a pomp and circumstance thing, but I do remember that, okay. now, that he mentions that. So, okay. so thanks for reminding me of that. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> so he's throwing a bunch of kids out at tryouts, but he, and he yeah. asked you to stay after. You yeah, said. Yeah. yeah. He wanted me to be there because again, he was just, right. you know, he's, you know, I'm still only been there two weeks. He doesn't know all I do is catch bullpens. I'm still not good by any means. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, so that whole fall, I lit, that's what I did. I caught bullpens and I just caught bullpen after bullpen after bullpen. Um, and I still like, there was times during that fall that like, he's not going to keep, like, I guess in my mind, I was thinking like, he's not going to keep me around. He won't let me hit. He won't even let right. me hit. Like, why is he going to, he's just, I was, my mind, it was as soon as that other kid's shoulders better. It's like, he has no use for me. And he hasn't said you're on the team oh, no. or do you want to be on the team? It's well, literally no, just, we yeah. need someone here to catch bullpen for us at yeah. practices. And, and, and for all intents and purposes, I was like everybody treating me like I was on the team. Right. Like, you know, it wasn't like I was an outsider or anything. Right. But at, at the same time, there was no guarantee. There's no, there's no guarantee. There's nothing telling you you're going to have a spot Correct. come spring. Correct. I mean, as the outsider at this point, like, I mean, Ch- Chad's eating with the baseball guys. We're, we're, you know, he's hanging out with them. Like, he's part of the team. He very much, the, the guys treat him like part of the team. Right. For sure. Okay. And like, the first time I, like, realized that, or, like, I no longer had that fear or that thing that I wasn't going to be on the team. It was, like, at the end of the year, the, you know, the baseball party, you know, the, you know, after the fall season. And, and then the guys were, like, congratulations, you made the team, or congratulations, you made it through. Like, I mean, I can't remember the exact word, but, you know, it was to the extent where they acknowledge and they, you know, kind of, my coach didn't, my coach didn't say, like, hey, you're, you're like, that's not like what he does. <laughs> but, like, the guys, you know, recognize that since I made it through that, that I wasn't, like, going to just, like, be jettisoned or, you know, be, you know. Right. So we go into the winter, you know, so our, you know, you realize our season, you know, you have really from about Thanksgiving to New Year's is basically your time off. Okay. At, you know, you're practicing all the way up until then. Then you have your, you know, winter break for Christmas. And then you're, the day you come back from winter break, you're starting practice again. Okay. And then your season starts early February, oh. you know, cause you're going on to uh, your spring trips and all that. So, I mean, it's not like, 
you know, it's pretty, you know, it's, it's, it's packed. Um, so anyway, I come back, we come back in January, you know, I'm on the team doing everything. So catching bullpen and all that crap. Um, and then our spring trip is coming, which was going to be in Florida for two weeks. So it was like three days before we're going to go to Florida. And this is literally like the only time in my life, my arm ever hurt. Like my elbow was killing me. Like okay. I can barely even, like I can barely even throw like 10 feet, but I can't say anything. Right. But, you know, like if I say something, oh, I'm a coach, I can't practice my arms or use you know, I'm like, all right, well, he'll just say, see you later or, or whatever. And I'm like, I just got to make it three days. Then there's going to be two week break and then I'll be fine. Right. But, but, but my arms killing me at like practice and I like, go, oh my God, how am I going to make it? How am I going to make it these next couple of days? Um, so obviously I'm not in the picture in terms of playing. Um, but, and obviously I have no expectation of going on this spring trip. So anyway, coach, our, our coach has us, brings everybody in one at a time into his office. Um, you know, we have a set meeting time, whatever. And he gives you a list. He gave us a list of everybody, every player on the team. And he says, cross off who you don't think should go. So he's, he does every player. Yeah. He says, who don't, who shouldn't go on the trip? So he wants you to go and cross off who like, and there's like, I don't know, you can take like 30 people. So you have to cross off the seven people that you don't think should make the team that shouldn't go on the trip or whatever, you know, so that in and of itself, you know, you can, you know, some people might you know, cross off somebody they don't like or whatever the case might be. So anyway, I go through and I, I cross off the, the players on the list and I give them the list back. And he says, he goes, you know what? He goes, you're the only person that crossed their own name off. And I said, I go, well, I go, because I had asked him before I did the list. I said, are we assuming that the one guy with the shoulder injury is healthy? He goes, yeah, he goes, assume everybody's healthy. And so obviously the other three catchers are all clearly better than me. So I crossed myself off the list and, you know, he said, you know, you're the only person that crossed yourself off. off. I'm like, well, I go, they're better than me. <laughs> and then he, and then he looks, you know, my coach, like he would, he would make things awkward all the time. Right? He would stare at you for like a minute at a time and just stare at you, like, <laughs> you know, like that type of thing. So he's just looking at me and he goes, like, you're making this a much harder decision than I ever thought it would be. And he's like, I respect you. And he goes, I'm thinking about taking you. <laughs> and I'm like, and at that point I'm just like in shell shock, right? Like, okay. You know, so I'm trying to be calm. I'm like, okay, that's, you know, whatever. So we finished the conversation, but that's what he said to me. And so he used to say the next day, you know, coach would always post a list before travel day. Then you would just show up and you would look and see if your name's on the list. If it is, you're going. If it's not, you're not going. So I show up and my name's on the list. Um, so I got to go, uh, you know, on that trip to Florida, which again was a surprise to a lot of people. I'm sure, you know, some of the teammates were like, wow, why is he, why is he going? Um, which would have been totally fair. <laughs> um, but again, I basically was just there to catch bullpen still. You know, so it was about four, four games in, you know, on these trips, you know, this is the start of your season. Basically, it's a warm up for everybody trying to get reps. Pretty much everybody that's there is going to play, right? Mm-hmm. So it's about four or five games in. I'm obviously the only person that hasn't played, right? <laughs> so, um, and I'm in the bullpen the entire time, pretty much most games. Like literally even during the games, I'm in the bullpen catching pitchers as they're getting reps in or, you know, right. cause it's all, it's a spring training. We're finally outside, all this stuff. And so like five games in coaches, like, so I'm not sure if you noticed, but you're the only one that hasn't played. Yeah. Yes. You really should do it in his terms. Well, Come well, on, I, I'm not the best at his voice. It's just like, for well, 25 years, whenever Chad would, you, well, you talked in his voice. <laughs> well, you might've noticed. You're the only one that hasn't played. <laughs> 
<laughs> I asked him, he was like, well, planning to redshirt you? So point being, yeah, so obviously he just brought me there to catch bullpen still, but he still found value in that because he didn't want the other guy to, you know, the other guys to have to do that. And, you know, for me, so at that point too, it was like, all right, for the confirmation that he still plans on me being around, being on the team, all that kind of stuff. Um, it was also kind of funny that, you know, that trip, like we had like probably two days off and that was it. Like, you know, between, and I remember my arm was hurting. We literally, like the second we got to Florida and we got off, like my arm was fine. Like, it, I don't know what it was. Or, huh. like, I don't know whether like. It was mental, chair. I know, I, know, I don't know. <laughs> but, like, but literally my arm had never hurt before. And it was never hurt after. It was, like literally that, it's, it's kind of weird. But, and then also funny, like our, I think our second practice down there, we're finally taking live batting practice outside, like, you know, for the first time, you know, in months. And coach actually lets me hit. Finally, he actually lets me take batting practice that first, our first time down there. And I hit a home run, like in one of my ah. first, you know, few swings or whatever. That must have felt good after oh, yeah, making well, the kids move in on you and well, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, right, coach, I remember coach, like when I hit it, coach, like, turns and stares at it. And he looks back at me, just stares at me, just throws again, like, but, <laughs> uh, but, you know, it was like just one of those things where it was like, you know, it just kind of that trip is where, I guess it's starting. Okay, so you officially were redshirted, it sounds well, like, that first year? Well, that was a plan, yeah. And then, um, you know, so I actually went on every trip that year but two, which, again, very unusual for you. Like, there was a bunch of other guys that were redshirted who, you know, stayed home. And, like, I was the only redshirt person not playing that was going on all these trips just to catch bullpens and whatnot. But I almost lost my redshirt during one game because he got so mad at the other two catchers. He was just fed up with I guess how they were playing defense and whatnot. <laughs> I think it was, I think we were playing, playing Michigan State, if I recall correctly. And we were down by like seven runs in the last inning, going into the last inning. He said, if we tie this game, you're going in. I looked at my, I was like, is he serious? He goes, better get your arm loose. And so anyway, I go and get my arm loose. And of course we start scoring some runs. Like he gets to like within like a three run game. And I'm like, like oh my God, like, is he really going <laughs> to catch catch or pitch? Catch. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm curious at that time. Do you want to be put in and lose your red shirt at no, that point? No, no, I wouldn't think so. No, especially for... That takes, so, that's going to take a whole year of right. baseball away from you. Especially because he's just mad at them for <laughs> whatever, and it, it would be a meaningless game at a meaningless time. And uh, like, But anyway, we fortunately, we didn't come back and tie that game. and so That was I, probably a psychological game to just freak out the other catchers, I think. Perhaps. I mean, it could have been. Um, so yeah, so that was my, my, my red shirt year. Well, so my freshman year, well, so in fall ball, I, I broke my hand. So I got the plate in there to prove it freshman year meaning my true freshman well my second year your so, athletic freshman yeah, year yeah. but like your second year in college You're right all right okay all right. so i had my retro year and then my freshman year i okay. consider my yeah my yeah so so that year that in the fall you know i was catching and i got too close my hand and my one of the guys on my team you know hit me broke my hand broke the bone in half um so that happened in the first inning and as soon as it happened like oh, oh that hurts that's not fun well so i had to finish catching that inning like I can barely catch the ball, right? I'm like catching any, and then at the end of it, like something happened. The base is loaded. The ball is in the dirt. I should have just stepped on the plate. Instead, I threw it the first. Everything they got out, but coach yells at me. Like coach, come out here. I say I got yelled at for that. But then the coach, my hand really hurts. And you're like, well, I'll go see the trainer. So I go see the trainer. Like, ah, oh, it's probably a bruise. You know, just ice it, wrap it, whatever. So it's like three days. Like I'm working out, doing stuff, like you know, doing weights and everything, and going to practice and then I, I can't barely put my glove on. I'm like, coach, I can't, I can't catch. And I'm going to do everything else, but I like, I can't catch. He's like, well, 
go see the trainer again. So I go see the trainer again. He's like, well, I probably should get an x-ray. So, I mean, the bone split in half. Like, it's not even a... I mean, it's not like it was a minor crack. I mean, it's literally split in half. So, I was like, for three days, I'm like, I'm sitting here trying to, you know... They're like, you bruised it. Yeah, like, probably, like I'm trying to, you know, like... You know, I'm at home, like, trying to do something. Like, man, this really hurts. Like, this doesn't feel normal. So, so that was like, whatever. So, that was ridiculous. So, anyway, I have to have surgery and put the plate in. Um... So anyway, I mean, that didn't affect anything. So my freshman year, I mean, obviously it delayed stuff in the fall, but, you know, I was fine once practice started in the winter. You know, of course, the coach, like, normal would test you. Like, he would come and, like, shake my hand, purposely shake that <laughs> hand as hard as he could to see, like, what I would do. Just make sure, whatever. Um, so, so my freshman year. Nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> so my freshman year, I'm playing, I'm, you know, I'm on the team. I'm still pretty much a bullpen catcher. Um, all those same catchers are, the two that were ahead of me are still, you know, they're, uh, a junior and a senior at this point. Um, and they're obviously playing all the time and I'm basically just a bullpen catcher. So, but at least I'm pretty much able to hit BP, but even that, even our spring trip that year, like coach was like, all the first year guys have to, you know, you always make the first year guys do the crap duty, right? Like at the airport, take all the bags and things like that. Well, I had done that my red shirt year. And so then I remember before that trip that year, like he said, all right, all the first year guys have to do that. And he put me on the list. I was like, coach, I did that last year. He's like, are you complaining? <laughs> I'm like, fine. So yeah, like I didn't, like even that's the way, right? I made you do it to your door, whatever. Um, so I'm still the bullpen catcher, but it was a, a road trip at, at Marshall University. And we, um, it was late. Yeah, it was a tie game. It was going into the last inning. I was again in the bullpen warming up the pitcher. And all of a sudden you know, the coach calls in the pitcher and the pitcher runs in. And then all of a sudden they, they're yelling out at the bullpen and they're yelling at me. They're like, you too. There, so the coach was doing a double switch where he was pointing in the pitcher and he was pulling the catcher. Okay. And he was putting me in. And you said it was a tie game? It was a tie game okay. at the end of the game. And he puts me in with the pitcher that I just warmed up. This is my first, you know, this is like my first real. Um, <laughs> He's like experience. really going to test you hard, like yeah, your first like, time. <laughs> you know, it wasn't my actual first inning. My first inning was that um, our, our spring trip, it was freaking we were up 26 to two and oh, it was yeah. like 40 degrees out yeah. and I've been sitting for seven innings and I couldn't feel anything and I had to go catch that inning. So I, <laughs> I did have at least an inning, but this was my first, like, this was our league. Right. Like this meant something, right? This was a game where like we're tied. It was, it meant something. And I caught that inning and then there was a rain delay. Um, the game actually got rained out, but I was going to finish that game and I would have been like up to bat, like in the next inning. And he was going to let me like, like I was going to be finishing that game. <laughs> And on the bus ride home, he went back and met with like the, the senior captains and everything. He's like, he's like, I want you guys to know that it wasn't an accident. He goes, it wasn't a mistake that I had me back there. He's like, he's like, I respect him and I think he's, you know, defensively doing a really good job. And I had him back there because I thought he was, gave us our best chance at that point. So, wow. and that's what he told them. And then, so I, I played that game and then I actually got my first career start. Um, came probably a couple weeks later against Michigan. So my first career start was at U of M. Oh. Uh, first start. Yeah. So that was wow. pretty cool. And then I started um, one more um, league game. Again, it was, you know, between double headers, I would, again, be in the bullpen catching. And the big guys came, I came out of the clubhouse for the second game saying, hey, do you know you're starting? Like, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> you know, he just puts a lineup card up and the other team had one of the fastest players in the league. And then the first inning, he got on and, you know, I threw him out trying to steal. My, my assistant coach, who actually he had left at that point to leave to another school, but he was in the stands for that game and he had timed me and like, like, you know, you were at a, you know, a 185 on that, you know. 
pop time or whatever. Well, we know how you batted that year. Well, I was over 10. Yeah. <laughs> I was over 10, you know. And I can tell you all three of my events at U of M, those were my first three events, I believe. Yeah, they were my first three events. I, I walked, I hit a ground up to short, and I popped up. How did you feel before that first game? I think you said the first game you started was yeah. at U of M. Yeah. So, I was nervous. I mean, it was I mean like, yeah, I was nervous. I mean, yeah. butterfly. I mean, it was, you know, a lot of, heck, even, even when I got a senior, I mean, I still get butterflies before games. I mean, I, I honestly, in some ways, it's like, it's like normal, it's expected, but once that first pitch comes, it's like then everything kind of disappears. So then my sophomore year, you know, I'm now, my uh, there's still a senior there, so a senior at the time, a senior catcher in me, but he he kind of knows, he's like, he, he's like, hey, you know, you need to be ready. Like, you need to be ready to play, you know, because I don't know, and, and he had a, he, he ended up getting like an injury because of something silly that happened, but um, so my sophomore year, I'm now playing. Um, you know, I got my first hit, hit in our Florida trip, which, you know, was a, that, that in itself is a relief because, you know, even in the back of mind, you know, I didn't know I went over 10 the year before. So you kind of want to get that first hit out of the way. So I got a, a hit in, uh, at St. Leo, I believe it was. Um, I got a double as my first hit, um, my first collegiate hit. And so my sophomore year, I'm playing semi-regularly. I'm not playing, you know, every weekend, but I'm playing uh, enough to get some playing time. And I remember we were at Ohio State. Um, we were having a rough year. Um, you know, I had a couple pretty good at bats where I hit the ball to the warning track. And, you know, after the, after the game, before our next series, which we were going to West, uh, Western, one of our senior captains got up and I gave this like emotional speech. He was, you know, he just frustrated about how things were going, but he was trying to motivate everybody. And then he pointed at me, he's like, he's like, you know, you're getting close to, I know you're going to get, you know, get a home run here soon. You know, you're, you know, you're doing, you know, whatever. He, he was like very, you know, being positive. Sure enough, just playing like next my next at bat at Western, hit a bomb. Ah, you know, hit to, you know right center. Like I mean, it was a, you know a nice shot, and uh, I think it's just so coincidental how he had said that, and you know, I hit, and that was my first home run. So that was my one home run I hit my my sophomore year. Um, and, and you batted two. It says two fifty nine your sophomore year. So that's I mean for someone that three triples. Well, that was so you were talking for about someone that, who didn't even bat your senior year in high school very yeah. often to go play at that level in college and hit two fifty nine your first year really yeah. playing. It's well, that's actually, it's kind of funny because my sophomore year. Well, you know, my sophomore year we weren't a very good team. Um, I actually was hitting. I hit cleanup a couple games, and actually, uh, I know, right? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, it's, it is. I mean, but you know, my coach was was weird with some stuff like that. But like I remember at, at Bowling Green. I was at play. We had a guy on. We were down, down a run, or maybe two runs. I can't remember if there were one or two guys on, but you know, I had like an 0-2 count. I was down to my last strike. I barely followed off a pitch, and then the next pitch, you know, I hit it right down the right field line for a triple to give us a give us a lead, and then we, you know, we won that game. Then the curse, and I got a couple more like at home. I got like hit hit one of the wall and got a triple, and actually. <laughs> That one was kind of funny because I actually ran out of my shoe running second. Like literally? Oh, yeah, yeah running second. <laughs> ran out of my shoe, fell face first, got up and made it to third. <laughs> and I remember the coach's daughter would make fun of me years later for that. She's like, you're the one that fell good into me. Yeah, yeah, that was me. Um, yeah, so that was my sophomore year. Um, and then my junior year was, you know, we were uh, finally starting to become a good team. Um, I caught every single game. Um, every single league game, which at that time, um, that was the first year we went to. We played a nine on Friday, a seven and a nine on Saturday, and a nine on Sunday. And so we had seven consecutive weekends of that. 
and I caught every single one of those games, which is highly unusual. Like, if you know anything about like catching how they rotate, like I still don't to this day sometimes wonder why. Like, I, I it's because they didn't trust the catchers behind me. Because at mm-hmm. that point now I was a junior, there was nobody, you know, I was the oldest one. So yeah, I caught every single, um, essentially every single inning of league play that year, and we were, you know, we made it down this last weekend and. Um, it came down, you know, we had a very crazy finish um, in our final game to, that we thought was going to get us in the tournament, which would have been the first time since like 82 or something. So it's like, you know, we've been a long time since, or, and, but we were, had to rely on another outcome from another game. And that game went extra innings and it was going back and forth. And unfortunately, the other team, the wrong team. Had the wrong team won. So we didn't make the um, playoffs that year. But then, so then my senior year, you know, unfortunately, I did, I did have an ankle injury. Um, in the middle part of the year that slowed me down in the mid part, but we had a very good team that year. You know, we had a, a freshman on our team who ended up playing in the pros. He played, you know, three or four years in the majors. Um, and we had another kid that had major league potential who um, played in the minors and had a couple injuries go against him. But he, I mean, he, he set school records and home runs. And so we had a very prolific hitting team that year. Um, so our senior year was very, very good. Chad had a pretty good week his senior year. We found this article. Um, and this is at the end of this is our last week of the regular season. Last week this of the regular that, season. Yeah, last two weeks. He was named the Mac Scholar Athlete of the Week. Um, so you had to have a grade point average of 3.0 or higher, it says here. So it says Chad, he had a 3.89 GPA. He was going to school for teaching math. Hit 591 for the week, going 13 for 22 with five doubles, four home runs, eight RBIs, and 10 runs scored, leading his team that week for hitting as they captured the Mac West division title with a four-game sweep. And then they, they're talking about another or a specific game in here where you had four doubles, three home runs, six RBIs, seven runs scored, a pair of stolen bases, and you were perfect in the field on 29 attempts. So it's a pretty decent week, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll give him a chance to talk in a second. So, you know... Always living with Chad, I would, you know, I mean, <laughs> we're friends, so I'd say, so how'd it go? And, you know, the general response was, oh, we did okay. Or, I mean, it was, we won. Yeah, we won. And then I asked him how he did, and you know, very little would I ever get. Except on this particular, he's coming back from that particular, from the end of the weekend. And I do remember it being, I said, how'd you guys do? And his demeanor was completely different <laughs> than normal. <laughs> because, and I think you actually said, I had a good week. <laughs> it was like the first time you had ever said this. So go ahead, take it away. <laughs> no, I mean, it was, you know, you know, people talk about the zone, and that's, I mean, would have been a four or five. It was a really a seven game stretch um, starting before that weekend. We played two um, non league games during the week, and actually, you guys, I think Diana, you might have even come to the one, but you guys missed my first at bat where you hit the home run. Um, I'm not sure if you were there. I know Trevor and Brian and all that. That like one one time Brian was coming, but. Um, so we played U of D, and I went deep in that game, and then we played Saginaw Valley, went deep in that game. And then um, we get to Marshall, and, you know, first game I was one for five, but my one was a home run. So that was three games in a row I hit one. And then we played the two games on Saturday. And so then I go four for five in that first game, you know, a couple doubles, a home run. I went two for four the second game with a home run. So I actually, hit, actually went five straight games hitting a home run. Um, and then, technically, really, then the next day I went four for five again. And I actually probably hit the hardest ball of the whole weekend, but Marshall has one of those fields where they have the double high fence. I had dead center field. I literally hit the top link of that fence. (laughs) And like, I mean, that was probably the ball I hit the best, and that was the one that just ended up being double. So I really, 
So just a double. <laughs> yeah, it could have been a you know six games in a row. And then so that finished off a regular season. Then we went to the um, the tournament. Um, and then I didn't get hit the first game. I walked, but then the second game, um, I did hit a three run homer in the in the tournament. Yeah, so I think it's it's just interesting because your whole journey, it's just like you just kept getting better and better and better, like all the way up until. I don't know if I've told you this. I mean, I've alluded to it a couple times, but um, it's this particular situation that I use, you know, a lot. So I, I do tell Chad's story quite a bit, <laughs> not in this much detail. Um, and I know he loves the fact that I probably do it. But I mean, we're talking about a, an individual who no less than five years earlier didn't hit a ball out of a bucket and a half out of a clamshell to then hitting 591 in a very competitive conference and getting, you know, Mac player of the week for his right. offensive potential. Right. And know. that's, um, you know, they're looking at athletes in every sport, in every school in that conference. So it, it's a big deal. And that year, your batting average for the entire year was 308. So nine home runs. Yeah. Yeah. That week helped. That week helped. Before before that week, I was probably at like 260 or 265. So that definitely inflated the uh, overall. But yeah. Yeah. So I, and I mean, ended up hitting 13 collegiate home runs, which, you know, I mean, that's 13 more than I got. (laughs) But that's, I mean, even a lot of guys I played with, I mean, that's, you know, like the nine, like shoot, the nine home runs I hit my senior year, like my first three, four years there, I think the leading home run total was to be like five or six. Like, So I just have a couple questions left, Um, mm-hmm. but I don't think we talked about this. Did you ever end up with any like scholarship money or anything like that oh, for yeah. baseball? Yeah. So that, um, before my junior year, you know, I, I had, you know, I would work, you know, work eight stuff. And so I would work for my coach actually in the summer. I worked for him, um, you know, doing stuff around the field and that before my junior year, you know, in his typical fashion, <laughs> just like, well, I got some scholarship money if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure, coach, but if you're handing it up, no, but so that was, you know, that was very, you know, very, so I basically, so we paid my tuition. So I got my last two years, my tuition was paid for. Um, so I had to pay for books and, and boarding, but you know, tuition, that was a pretty big deal. Well, absolutely. And I know there's not always a ton of scholarship money to throw around for baseball in particular. Right. And it's typically, if so if you have like 33 people, you have 11 scholarships. So, it's, you know, they have to. That money gets, you know, it's not like football and basketball you hear about where everybody is basically on a full ride. You know, you have to really, like it's very rare in baseball to get a full ride because right. you just don't have enough to go around. So it's very common that, you know, somebody might get books or somebody gets, you know, three or four guys get tuition or three or four guys get room. I mean, so yeah, so it's, that's why, you know. Right. Well, baseball's not bringing in a lot of money for no, the school, exactly. like football right. and basketball well, exactly. or whatever. Exactly. And it's a big deal because of what your fifth year actually was. Right. Your fourth year of baseball was your fifth year of academics and you were no slouch there. So I mean, you were done in four years. Yeah. So actually that paid for my, yeah. So I got my uh, first uh, year of master, you know, my first uh, graduate school paid for. That is a huge deal. So your senior year in baseball, you were actually in grad school. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So I graduated, you know, December of my senior year. And so then that whole spring, that, that spring I was taking grad classes and that was paid for. Yeah. Okay. So we finished up with your senior year, but I guess the next sort of obvious question would be, did you ever have any opportunity to continue playing after college? Is that something that you ever looked into, considered? Well, I mean, I was looked into, you know, I went to a few trial camps. I mean, there were some looks, uh, a few scouts. It would have all been like free agency uh, type things. Looking back, that is the one kind of biggest thing that I personally like 
wish I would have. Just my personality, I, I should have pushed more. Because I know I could have very minimum played independent ball. Like, I have zero doubts I could have. Now, I'm not saying I would have went super far. And I think that was part of the battle was I had already had a job. Like, I already had accepted a job before my senior year even ended, like, at teaching. Oh, okay. So I was already set up from that regard. Um, you know, I knew I had a job in the fall. Um, you know, and I still played summer baseball, so I still played for several years after after that um, pretty competitively. But, I, you know, looking back, I, I wish I would have been a little bit more aggressive uh, advocating for myself and trying to go after that. So can you talk a little bit more about the free agency thing? Like, what do you what do you mean by that? When you said there may have been a couple looks, but they would have been free. Like, what do you mean? Well, you, you got the draft, right? Uh-huh. So you, you get drafted, and then if you get drafted in one of the you know, 30, 40 rounds, then you can sign with the team, you know, you get signing bonuses depending on where you get picked. Or after that period, after the draft, and then teams kind of go to their um, spring training areas, they then have needs, right? Some guys either don't pan out or some guys um, stop, quit, injury, whatever. And so then you can, then they need people, right? So then you can sign as just sign, you know, but your day-to-day essentially. It's not like you're guaranteed money or you're guaranteed a spot. You can just sign as a... As a free agent. Yeah, as a free agent, you know, essentially, you know, like I said, like you're not, because you're not picked, you're free agent because you're not picked by anybody. You're not like, you know, obligated to sign, you know, because you're not drafted. Yeah, but then, you know, even like midway through my, my senior year, you know, my coach, you know, who didn't say much, you know, said, you know, you, you have potential to play, you know, at the next level. And so I said, I mean, I should have, I, I just looking back, I should, I wish I would have been more aggressive with that stuff. Right. But, I mean, I understand there's obviously other things to take in consideration, like yeah. the financial aspect and the stability of having a full-time job right. as a teacher versus where am I going to be from day to day and how much money am I going to make? Right. And the last question I had was basically, I'm hoping that there are a lot of people that listen to this, either kids or parents of kids that, you know, sometimes you get cut from a team as you're... 10 year old and you really wanted to make this travel team and you don't make the team and you feel like your life is over and nothing's going to (laughs) happen. Nothing good is ever going to come out of it. And I guess if you were to talk to one of those kids or say one of your kids, because Chad has young kids right now that are, I would imagine not playing sports yet. Um, at some point in time, if they went through something similar and, and, you know, they kind of have their heart broken because they didn't make a team they were hoping to make, like, do you have any advice that you could offer? Yeah, a lot of times kids don't want to hear this, especially right after they're cut. You know, it's a very emotional time, you know. Um, but I think the biggest thing is don't let somebody else control your destiny or your narrative. I think many times that's what happens is somebody gets cut, and so they then say, oh, well, they don't think I'm good enough. And so then lots of things can happen at that point, right? You can blame the coach and say, oh, the coach is, doesn't know what he's doing. Or, you know, oh, I didn't want to play for that coach anyway. Or I didn't really like this sport anyway. Or, you know, there's all kinds of things you can talk yourself into at that point. Um, so I think the big, you know, for me, I just, I just love sports. Like I just like playing. And like, so even though I wasn't able to play officially on the high school team at the time as my freshman year, I still found enjoyment in working out and practicing and doing all those things. Like that's just what I like to do. Um, so if that's what you like to do, you know, I, I guess the biggest thing is just don't let other people control your narrative. You know, if that's what you want to do, then you do need to, you know, maybe make some sacrifices, maybe change some of the way you're doing things. But look internally first. What are the things that you can control and what are the things that you can do? Um, because those are the things that are going to allow you to, you know, achieve, you know, your ultimate goals, you know, because other people will recognize it. You know, it might not be 
immediate, you know, like I said, like for me, I mean, it was a more than a year process, you know, um, and sometimes that's another issue. We want things immediately we want, right. you know, overnight gratitude. We want to get that uh, affirmation right away. Um, and that can be another difficult thing to combat, you know, too, because it's very easy to, Oh, well, this didn't work out. I go to this and, you know, and, you know, so there's not one perfect answer. There's not one perfect answer for everybody. You know, everybody, you know, will find their path. But I, I just think the biggest thing is to, to look internally and control the things that you, you can control and do the thing, you know, and look to see how you can change. Like, like when I got cut, I didn't blame the coach. I said, you know, I tried to look at it like, well, what, well, I obviously wasn't good enough. If I was good enough, I would have made a team. You know what I mean? So there's obviously were weaknesses or things that I could improve on. So. How can I improve on them? What are the things that I can do? And I think oftentimes that's the missing piece is we oftentimes don't want to do that examination. We don't want to look and see what I'm weak at. It's easier to say, Hey, it's your fault. You don't see what I can do or, you know, you're, you know, you're making a mistake. And all of that could be true. And I don't know, you know, some of that is fair at times and some of that could be true, but at the end of the day, it's not going to help. It's not going to change anything, you know, but if you go out and you improve and you correct your weaknesses or you um, at least acknowledge them and try to work on them and then you get that much better, then at some point they can't deny. You know, it's because some people play the politics game or, you know, they play those cards. Well, you know, at some point, you know what, your talent's going to win out. And so I guess that's my biggest, you know, advice is, is just that. It reminds me of a thing that Diana made for our boys. Hard work beats talent. When talent doesn't work hard. Yeah. And so sums it up well. And for this one, you know, the cutting thing, you know, because I coached, uh, you know, and that was always the worst part to me was you know, I coached a JV team and we had 50 kids trying out for 20 spots. Well, you know, 30 kids are going to get cut and you're going to be cutting a bunch of freshmen who aren't even given a chance just because they're competing at sophomores, you know. Um, so you got like 10 kids that are going to get cut who otherwise maybe wouldn't. And I tried to relay some of these experience. Like, I understand what you feel, but... You know, so many of those kids never come back up. Yeah. You know, they just, they get cut that one time and, and that's it. Um, and that is very, very common. And that's a difficult thing at that age, you know, and I can't explain why I was, why I, you know, why I did the things I did at that age. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's absolutely the exception because I think you're right. I think most people, and not just kids, but I think grownups, if we fail at something, the first time we try it, we're like, oh, well. You know, either get really angry at the circumstances and try to externalize all the problems and then move on or um, just accept that, you know, I guess I'm not very good at this and then leave it at that and move on. So I think it's unusual for, I don't know, 14 year old kid to be like, oh, I guess I should work harder and try again. <laughs> well, that's an alley. Like, I, like, like the health club I talk about, like, I wouldn't, that would be like, I'd come home at night and I would go to the workout for two hours. It didn't matter what the workout was, it could be anything, but I just enjoy that. You know, that's kind of weird for in itself in some regards. You know, I enjoyed the, like <laughs> well. that was, you know, my thing was working out and going and doing that stuff. And, and I did that all the way up through pretty much my senior year, like Friday night football, you know, like before the games, you know, I didn't play, but, you know, we would go to the games at right. Friday night, but, you know. Yeah. You know, but from like, you know, four to six, I go work out and I go to the football game. Like most people aren't like working out before they just go. To the, I mean, I just had on a Friday night, you know, like right. that's what I would do, but that's. Yeah. Kids aren't getting together and going to work yeah. out on Friday night yeah. after school for or sure. Even, or even what we did like our, before our senior year for basketball, like we on our own worked out, like we ran, we would run around the, run for a couple miles around the you know neighborhood around <laughs> Barzillo just to. Did bleachers, right? Yeah, we did. I mean, we just did. I don't know. That's, that's what I was interested in, you know? So I didn't care that. 
I mean, I care they got it cut right to hurt, but I also like, I wasn't, I guess, blind to the fact that like at that point, obviously, especially in basketball, right? Well, yeah, these guys are better than me. Like I know that, but I still enjoy playing and practicing and getting better. So. Right. Wow. It's been, yeah, two hours. So yeah, that's all we've got for Chad. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you so much for letting us talk to you today and hearing your story. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if people who know you really well even learn something from this. Because like I said, Jed just doesn't really openly talk about himself. So this was kind of fascinating <laughs> for me. Um, and he let us come out here to a house that he's remodeling and we're all stuffed inside his future shower so that the sound isn't completely echoey and horrible. <laughs> You make that sound bad, but it's a pretty big space considering. So. Well, for a shower, it's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. But yeah, thank you so much. We appreciate it. You're welcome. We really appreciate Chad taking the time to talk to us for those two hours. Obviously, we did edit it down a little. But one thing to state and uh, to talk about is that Chad did not pay for any lessons. Um, he did not pay anybody to coach him or to do even a travel team, which is kind of surprising. Um, he didn't do any elite travel teams or anything like that. Chad was just very coachable and he practiced on his own and took himself to the gym and worked out hard and uh, made it work. And then you could really see the improvement in, in his story. Any thoughts on that, Diana? I think people that are um, so concerned right now about their kid not making it on the most elite team or, you know, they can't get every lesson that they feel like they should get. I, I empathize with that, but I hope that it also gives them some hope that it is possible to make those improvements, even if you don't have the cash or the access to those lessons or to those teams. Yep, absolutely. So I think that's a wrap for today. If you have any comments, questions, or ideas, make sure you email us at momsandbaseball at gmail.com. Also, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for episode updates and other fun baseball stuff. Search for the Moms and Baseball handle. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, or Google Podcasts. On deck for next week... We are going to be talking about the Great Lakes Saloons, which is a minor league baseball team that is the feeder into the Los Angeles Dodgers, and they are located in Midland, Michigan. And we will also have a guest, Chef Andrea, who is the head chef for the Great Lakes Saloons. Until then, have fun at the fields. We'll see you next week. I, I, I was always assessed. Were we recording? I'm recording, but <laughs> obviously this is all going to get cut out. It's fine. Yeah, I was waiting. Go ahead and finish. Go ahead and finish. I don't know. I was able to focus enough, but it was like I didn't want to be Oh, the talking TV, kidney stones. Right? I didn't oh. want to be the I wanted to at least be. You can keep that on there if you want. Yeah, they will be on there. Your kidney story. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Kidney stone. <laughs> Good stuff. We'll we'll interview you about that. No, we won't. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we won't. No, we won't. No, no.